ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, Facts versus Rhetoric. To thank everyone for joining us today. So since the last podcast with my sister, where we got into our family dynamics and those relationships and just kind of what's happened over the past two and a half years, I've really spent some time trying to assess the differences between the handful of us who did not go along with the narrative and the majority of my family members that did. And I wanted to spend some time today digging down into that while at the same time trying to tie in the other topics that we've talked about. Right? The further I keep going with these podcasts, the more I realize all of my topics are somewhat connected somehow. Right? And I'm trying to point out the mechanisms that allow me to see things maybe a little bit differently than you. Right? And I don't want this to sound like... I think I know everything. I subscribe to good old so Socrates Johnson, who once said, the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. We have covered a lot of different topics, inflation, tyranny, philosophy, psychology, the news, critical thinking, politics, etc., etc. right? And I'd like to try to illustrate how they all come together and your understanding of them will help you be able to see what's going on. If you understand what they are trying to do, then you can identify the steps that they are taking, right? You can anticipate them. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of random events that don't really paint the picture that they're connected. They're not random. And worse yet, they're intentional, right? My sister would say, well, you don't know that or you can't say that. And my reply to her and others in this scenario has been, well, provide me with any evidence to the contrary. I've spent a whole episode on hoping I was wrong. But without the evidence to prove me wrong, the hypothesis is still on the table to discuss. And it should be discussed. That's science. Not calling me a name and dismissing me, trying to prove me wrong is science. And as we discussed previous, all of the tyrannies are a war for your self-respect. Right? The only way the few can control the billions is by the many obeying the few. And what I've come to learn how they're all connected, right, is you obey if you don't have any self-respect. And I feel like when people hear me say that, that they'll just dismiss it because they feel, hey, you know, I have self-respect and, and, who, and who am I to judge them, right? But what I mean by having self-respect in art can be easily discerned very simply. So let's take a look at the last two and a half years of this COVID hysteria. You can play along at home and see if you have any self-respect. You cannot have self-respect if you just take what the authorities tell you without question or any research to make sure that it stands up to scrutiny, right? All the people who blindly followed what the people in charge said to do without questioning any of it, have no self-respect. And if that's you and you're starting to get a little defensive, to just take a deep breath and learn why that's an issue. Also, you cannot have self-respect if you know it's a scam, if you didn't agree with it, you've smelled the bullshit, you didn't want to do it, but you were too scared not to do it. And the many examples I've given on this is, well, you get vaccinated to save your job. You didn't want to, but you needed the job, so you did it. Didn't want to get the vaccine, but fuck, you know, you didn't want to kill Nana. You, you wore a mask to make your neighbor feel safe. 
You knew it was fucking stupid, but you did it anyway to be a good person. You didn't really agree with the lockdowns to stop the spread, but you didn't say shit about them. You keep getting boosters of a vaccine that doesn't work. You know it's stupid, but hey, it's the right thing to do, I guess, right? That other group also does not have any self-respect. So Nick, what does having self-respect look like? Well, we've covered this, but I'm just going to go over it again because it's so important and it ties into everything that's going on today. Those with self-respect question authority and use their toolkit to discern the information and make their own decisions, right? They refuse to concede their self-respect because they can see the inconsistencies. They can see the hypocrisies, right? They can't unsee it. And they choose not to cooperate just because somebody said something. So those are the people that have self-respect will question stuff, will not go along with stuff they don't agree with. That's all part of having self-respect. And why is this so important? Because there is a constant effort to destroy your self-respect and to enslave you into obedience. That's the tyranny that we're talking about. When I say tyranny, I feel like some people might think of these you know, tyrannical leaders and, and toppling of governments and all this stuff that's very hyperbolic, but that's the, the, the tyranny starts with the erosion of self-respect. That's the only way it can get going. And when you understand the only way that a tyranny is successful is if you give up your self-respect, then would, you would value your self-respect a lot more then, right? Because that's one way you can guard against tyranny. It's the only way. And history has proven this out. That's why we talk about tyranny. It's why we talk about the historical examples. But what, this one little thing of self-respect has prevented all tyrannies or ended them. So that's why it's a big deal. So a part of this whole process that you need to be aware of is the psychology bit. And that's why we've dabbled in a little psychology, because you need to understand the psychological part of this war, for lack of a better word. They have to be able to control you psychologically. And then if they can do that, then that controls your perception. And a good example of that is why they put morons in charge of political power. Right? Because if they can get you to see that, that they're a moron, and they're telling you to do something, and you still do it knowing they're moronic, they have you psychologically. You know, does that make sense? Right? So like the U.S. elected someone with dementia you know, because people were told that it was the only way to beat Trump. So the blind followers just followed and said, okay, not even going to question that. We've got to get rid of Trump. This is the way forward. That second group of people that kind of smelled bullshit but still did it, you know, they could see he was flawed. They could see he's in decline, but chose to ignore that and still do it. Whereas the self-respecting people, looking at that going, this is bullshit. These two choices suck. We demand better. But do you see how blindly following moronic people feeds into the whole psychology that controls your perception and that makes you controllable? They've successfully taken your self-respect and once your self-respect is gone, what's left? Submission. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep up following at home, but it's really easy to see if you don't have any self-respect to stand up for what you believe in, your only other alternative is to submit to the powers that be. And what does the outcome of submission look like? Look at China, because that's where I feel we're headed. You know, submission creates the dependency in the system. 
Well, how does that work? Well, let's walk through a couple of our topics du jour and we can easily connect the dots, right? If I wanted to create dependency, I might use global warming to scare the shit out of people and to develop policies that destroy our energy supply and drive up the price of energy. You know, if I wanted to create dependency, maybe I use the Ukraine-Russia war. The Western world will impose sanctions on Russia. But who's really getting sanctioned? Who's paying these prices? We are. Europe cannot provide enough energy. <laughs> that cost is going through the roof. America is likely to be in the same boat. You know, we were once energy independent, but the global costs are going through the roof. Again, China is the goal. China controls the global supply chain that creates dependency on China. They've developed a surveillance and control system that can be used all over the globe. The censorship, the state controlled of everything, the media, the social credit score, right? The only way to control 1.4 billion plus people is to make them submit to the state, make them dependent on the state. Does that make sense? Do you see how that has to go in order for the state to control that many fucking people? And then ask yourself, is the United States heading in China's direction? You know, with censorship. I've been hearing a lot about that lately. Misinformation, disinformation, kicking people off Twitter for talking about medicine and science. The digital currency, the authoritarian government. Are we heading that way? Or are we heading in the opposite direction towards life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, all that shit we thought we were promised when we were born here? If you remember where they're trying to take us, the goal is that one global body controlling everyone and owning everything that the people need, and then the people exchange their freedom for food, water, shelter, security. If that's where they're going, and you look at what's happening today, can you see... Any parallels there? Energy prices go up. Why? Well, because of the sanctions we opposed, the government policies we do to reduce supply, we're doing that to ourselves. That's self-inflicted. And people are left without enough money for their other basic needs. So when you're left without enough money for your other basic needs, what does that do? That creates dependency on the system while simultaneously continuing to destroy your self-respect. When you destroy people's ability to earn a living, you know, I don't know, you shut down small and medium-sized businesses that weren't essential, you make energy costs go through the roof, you destroy jobs and replace it with technology and artificial intelligence, you create inflation which drives the prices up, you have supply chain issues, prices go up, you create that dependency on the system. And they do that in a lot of ways, right? The problem is, oh my God, we have a virus. The reaction is, oh, shit, we need to shut down. And the solution is, well, let's just pay people to stay home. Let's guarantee them income to have the ability to buy what they need as long as you do what you're told. And this whole COVID response is just feels like a trial balloon, right? Get the people okay with the lockdown, you know, because they had most of their income. You know, they got to stay home. People were getting unemployed because, you know, non-essential businesses were shut down. And they were okay with it because they got unemployment plus the additional 600 bucks, right? So they're making the same, if not more money to do nothing. They got the money to live and to buy what they needed. And you didn't even have to sacrifice your time in exchange for it. 
Think about it this way. Without the government assistance, people would not have stood by and let the government destroy their livelihood and their ability to earn their money. It wouldn't work. The many would be pissed off and the few would not be able to control them. But the government did give you assistance during COVID. So you were okay with it. They got a lot of people used to government dependency, right? Do you ever wonder why people don't want to go back to work? Do you ever wonder why everyone is hiring and there's such a short supply of help? That's people getting used to the dependency of the government. And when they are dependent on the government, they'll advocate for more government, right? To help them, which breeds more government spending that they can't afford. Further inflating away your purchasing power, lowering your standards of living, further driving up the cost to operate a small to medium-sized business, handing over the more market share to the big businesses, laying off more people, getting them on the government tit. Do you see that? Do you see like it's like the grooming of the public for the control state? Because when food is cheap, when energy is cheap, when shelter is cheap, when water is cheap, and when people have self-respect and they're thinking for themselves, you cannot control those people. The few cannot control the many when those conditions are met. And knowing that makes it easier to look around and see it unfolding right in front of your eyes. Did we do anything to you know, bring production back to this country after all of the supply bottlenecks and all of the issues that 2020 exposed? Did we do anything? Did we learn a lesson? No, we're, just, we're still building Amazon warehouses instead of manufacturing plants. Did we give our population health care in the middle of a global pandemic? No, we just forced them to take experimental gene therapy fucking drugs. Did we reinvest in domestic energy to become energy independent when the price of energy went through the fucking roof and we had supply issues? No, we shut down the Keystone Pipeline. We didn't repeal the Jones Act. We didn't ban energy exports. We didn't do anything to address that. You know, did we invest in domestic farmland to help prevent food insecurities that everyone's been talking about for the past two years? No. No, just our food plants got destroyed, you know, by fires and airplanes, and we killed the millions of chickens, and, you know, Bill Gates bought all the fucking farmland in the country. And do we shrink uh, the size of government, and do we shrink government spending in the face of a huge inflation problem? No, we just signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which spends three quarters of a trillion dollars. Oh, which we don't have, so we have to print that. And we all know what printing money does to inflation, right? Yeah, cool. Do we shrink government? No. Student debt relief? Sure. Let's forgive all this debt. People, you have to be smart enough to know that nothing is being forgiven. They're shifting the burden from that money, from the idiot that took it out, that can't repay it or doesn't fucking want to repay it more accurately, to the taxpayers. Why is that okay? Scarcity equals dependency equals control. So instead of focusing on making our basic needs more abundant and affordable, they're making them more expensive, which makes them more scarce, which makes you dependent, which gives them the control. So that bureaucracy that we call a government is not helping solve any of our problems. They're not helping making our lives better. Instead, they are hiring 87,000 more IRS agents to confiscate your fucking wealth to make up for the fact that they can't spend within a budget. So just think of how asinine that is. We fought a revolutionary war over fucking taxes. 
and we just stood by and let our elected politicians double the size of the IRS. Well, Nick, they're going to tax the rich. No, that doesn't make any sense. The rich have the means to get out of paying taxes via our fucking tax code. Don't think these 87,000 agents are going to go investigate the hundreds of billionaires. That doesn't make any sense. They're going after small business, medium-sized business, the middle class. That's where all the tax cheating is because people do anything just to fucking survive. The government's not helping. They're fucking ramping it up. In addition to the 87,000 IRS agents, the IRS has stockpiled 4,500 guns and 5 million rounds of ammunition. Yeah, yeah. They got 621 shotguns, 539 long barrel rifles, and 15 submachine guns. The IRS does. And the Veterans Administration, the VA, they purchased 11 million rounds of ammunition, along with camouflage uniforms, riot helmets, shields, specialized imaging, enhancement devices, and tactical lighting. The VA, or the Department of Health and Human Services, acquired 4 million rounds of ammunition, 1,300 guns, including 5 submachine guns, 189 automatic firearms. The Social Security Administration secured 800,000 rounds of ammunition for their special agents, as well as armor and guns. The EPA owns 600 guns. The Smithsonian now employs 620 armed special agents. Why are we talking about it? Because this is how it begins, people. We're, we're, we're moving so far away from where we were supposed to be going to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Just fucking leave me alone to have a good life. According to the Wall Street Journal, the number of federal agents armed with guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment, they're authorized to make arrests, they're trained in military tactics, has nearly tripled in the past several decades. There are now more bureaucratic, so non-military government agents armed with weapons than the U.S. Marines. And I love history, and historically, the establishment of a national police force just accelerates a nation's transformation into a police state. And it just has served as that fundamental building block for every totalitarian regime has ever wreaked havoc on humanity. Just look at our American police state. We got battlefield tactics, militarized police, riot and camouflage gear. We got fucking armored vehicles, mass arrests, pepper spray, tear gas, batons, strip searches, drones, less than lethal weapons unleashed with deadly force. We got rubber bolts, water cans, concussion grenades, intimidation tactics, fucking mounted police on horses, brute force, laws that are conveniently discarded when it suits the government's purpose. Okay, this is what martial law looks like when a government disregards constitutional freedoms and imposes its will through this fucking military force. And why we're talking about this is because the ease to which Americans are prepared to welcome these fucking bureaucrat boots on the ground, regional lockdowns, routine invasion of their privacy, and pretty much the dismantling of every fucking constitutional right that was supposed to serve as that defensive wall against government abuse is beyond fucking terrifying to me. I mean, look what happened in fucking Canada. That this quasi-state of martial law that was helped along by their government policies made it easier for the police to just do whatever they wanted to the unarmed citizens. Right for the law enforcement agencies to seize cash and other valuable private properties under the guise of asset forfeiture. They, they stole the GoFundMe money. I mean, they, they did everything. They had military weapons and tactics being deployed on their own soil. Their government agencies are carrying out round-the-clock surveillance. All of these assaults on the constitutional 
framework of this nation have been sold to the public as necessary for national security. And remember my favorite saying, the welfare of humanity is always the alibi of the tyrants. So what's the takeaway today? Don't surrender your self-respect and you will never have to worry about any of this coming true.